welcome to the Prolific Creation Podcast. Today I'm joined with uh, Jordan, creator of Zoe Reborn. So uh, welcome, Jordan, and thank you for having us here in your very impressive set of, of Zoe Reborn and just how beautiful and intricate. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. We worked really hard on it. Yeah, it, it, it shows. And it, oh, man, it's very beautiful. Even just the walkthrough that you showed me, wow, it was spectacular. And I'm impressed on how, how big of a space it is and how much you utilize every aspect of it. Usually, you know, in big escape rooms, like they have so much, there's also so much dead space. And so I love how just every aspect of the room is used. So super impressive. No, thank you so much. Yeah, we, we used as much of it as we possibly could. Um, they literally, the only thing we didn't use is like the bathroom. <laughs> so right. Every right. other space is being used for uh, some sort of escape room, right. you know, aspects. So. Right. Right. Well, uh, can you kind of tell us, um, before we jump into the creativity <laughs> side of, of what went into Zoe Reborn, can you um, talk to us about your just escape room endeavor, right? Kind of what got you into escape rooms to begin with um, as a player? Oh, uh, yeah, it's it a long time ago. But uh, no, I had some friends and they, they hit me up to go and play an escape room. Um, I didn't know what it was. So I was like, sure, whatever, let's go. Right. Let's go do it. And uh, we played our first escape room and as soon as we finished we'd won and we as soon as we finished we got that thrill we we literally looked up our next one um and then we started just doing more and more and then uh one day one of my buddies couldn't go so i invited my wife to come and play um with us like in his place since yeah. we already bought the ticket and uh and then she played and then she was hooked on it so we then we started playing a lot of escape rooms um to include the original zoe uh, back right before covid we had played and uh so just we just started playing a lot and a lot of escape rooms right. um and then uh, eventually my wife got the opportunity to work at the original Zoe, yeah. uh, probably about a year and a half or two years ago. Um, and so she started working there and she was really enjoying it. Uh, I had a full-time job at the time, but she still had me come in quite a lot to fix some things and to run some games and stuff just in case they needed help. Uh, cause, uh, sometimes they needed help. So I would go right. and do that in my free time. Um, and then eventually she became the manager over there and, uh, she was like, I can employ you. I can actually pay you for being here. <laughs> right. uh, she's like, but you have to act. And I was just like, oh, no, right. <laughs> I don't want to act. I'm not very good at acting. Uh, but I did. I did OK. But um, so then we were both working there um, at the time. And then this last March, uh, we got an opportunity to purchase the original Zoe. Um, and so so we ended up doing that. And uh, with the help of our business partner, David, we were able to purchase that, move over here and and build um this monstrosity, right. yeah. <laughs> this massive escape room. Right. Um, and, and so we did. And so that's, that's the big journey that we've been on. Uh, and it's been, it's been pretty cool. It's been right. a cool, it's been a cool run. Yeah. Awesome. So then, um, in your journey, kind of, um, before you, I guess at that point became escape room owners, how many escape rooms were you in? Oh, wow. Uh, 120, 130 120. probably. Okay. Um, now I'm probably sitting closer to 200. Wow. So I've done, it didn't stop. I, right, just, right. I just kept doing them. Now, so. Yeah. That passion is still there. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. Um, so then what, I guess, I don't want to say convinced you, but what made you decide or made you and your wife decide, Hey, like maybe we can do this. Like, let's try it out. Um, well, we always wanted after doing, Probably once we got to like 60 or 70 escape rooms, yeah. we were like, let's open our own. Right. Um, and I, I've met a lot of people who play escape rooms who have that same like desire to yeah. want to open one. Yeah. Um, and so we looked into it a few times and how much it would cost and what it would take and all the different details of it. Um, looking at they have pre-builts that you can buy or do we build our own? We went right. through a lot of that stuff um, well before she even worked at the original zone. I mean, this is like a long time ago. Yeah. And um, 
So we thought it would be cool to work at one because that would be fun. Um, and I had a full-time job that paid the bills anyway, so they yeah. might as well have the fun job too. Right. Um, and so when the opportunity came up, it was just crazy. I mean, we, we didn't even think that would fall in our laps, but it kind of did. And um, it, it was always a want of ours, but mm-hmm. it's not super cheap. So right. we're like, well, yeah. I mean, how, how can I get this done? And um, thankfully, David, who owns Escape From Era, was able to come in and work with us yeah. um, in, in making that a possibility. I mean, right. that's really what it was. It was, a, it was definitely a gift to be able to have someone uh, in the industry want to work with us and, and build this escape room with us um, and, and work hard on it. So right. it's, been, it's been pretty cool. Right. Yeah. So moving into the, the creativity side of it, um, how, can you kind of walk us through on how it was like going from, because uh, this is significantly bigger, right, from the original Zoe. So yeah. kind of what made you decide on what you want to bring from the original to, hey, let's try this out and let's build something new or try something um, different. My wife came up with a lot of it. Um, my wife worked very hard. Um, I'm sorry she couldn't be here. She's not feeling good, but... But um, she worked very hard on it. She's done a lot of years in scare acting. Uh, she's worked for Scary Farm and things like that. Um, and she's definitely uh, got to know some of the uppers there to have some input on a couple things. So she definitely has that creative mind on the horror aspect of it. Um, but being that we were able to make a sequel of the original Zoe game, there was a couple things uh, that were able to fall into place pretty easily as far as uh, design. Um, like the original had a living room the original had a zoe bedroom and mm-hmm. so we were able to bring that stuff over um and then just alter it to be the new version um so like right now we're sitting in the living room before we had a living room this one looks obviously a bit different um but we still had that that base concept to go with which yeah. was actually kind of nice um but from there everything else has changed and we've expanded and um the original had five rooms this has 10 rooms and so right. they've, we've come up with so many uh differences and variations in the game um, I don't know where my wife gets all of it from. Um, I have no idea. Right. Um, she's the mind. I just build the stuff. So okay. um, she she definitely uh, has has had a lot of really good ideas. Um, I mean, we're talking like thousands of ideas. I had to sift through them and get all the good ones out and and build exactly what she was hoping for and right. wanting. So um, this escape room, uh, this final design is like ten designs deep. I mean, my wife was on pen and paper drawing out different ones. When we got the space, there were some bits and pieces of cubicle left over. Mm-hmm. Um, so these, these little railings, she was laying them all out um, in different patterns and different orders and trying to like kind of see what the room yeah. she wanted to look like. We used yeah. tape to like lay them out like yeah. before we did anything. Right. Um, and so it took her a few iterations to finally settle on this one. Um, but she and, and I, we're, we're all very happy with how it turned out. Yeah. Uh, very yeah. happy. Yeah, for sure. So then as the, the I guess creative builder aspect of it. Um, can you kind of walk us through just your creative process on, you know, um, how it came to be? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't have any carpentry experience or anything like that. Right. I mean, I've, I've worked in warehouses and stuff, but right. I've never done that. Um, I had my dad come in. He's, he's a bit of a handyman. Um, and he, he kind of helped me, uh, on a couple of these walls, figure out the framing and like how to, how to do it. Right. Um, and then after that, it was pretty much just me copying that and doing it over and over again on all the different walls. Um, I watched a couple YouTube videos on how to put up drywall, you know, and basic stuff like that. Um, And then after that, it was kind of just figuring it out as you go. Um, I showed you a a diagram earlier of the maze that we have in here that uh, people have to go through and crawl through. And that maze, I literally laid it out with tape and I figured out how to cut the wood pieces to make the shape that I wanted and 
it was really just kind of just winging it most right. of the time. Okay. Um, but it was, you know, winging it with the sense of like, I know how to build it, but how do I want it to look when right. I'm done? So, right. um, and that there was a stage in the last room um, and I built that from nothing as well. And it's really just taking what I've learned and just applying it in a different shape and a different yeah. size. And yeah. it's, it's pretty sturdy. It's pretty right. strong. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so then um, when creating puzzles, right. Um, you mentioned earlier that there's, you know, uh, quite a lot of escape rooms out there and it's really, I don't want to say easy, but it's common, I guess, more of finding a similar puzzle with maybe a different iteration. Right. Yeah. And so as a builder and as an escape room creator, how can you, I guess, implement those puzzles? Because obviously it's a puzzle that you really like, right? And just make it your own to where it can fit your story. Um, I don't know. That's that's a really tough question because uh, doing so many escape rooms, you you do see a lot of uh, similar puzzles right. where you walk into an escape room you're like, oh, I know how to solve this puzzle. I've done this puzzle 17 times. Right. Um for us, some of our puzzles are like that, where you might see something where you're like, oh, like this isn't super difficult. And I think that our game progressively gets harder as you go. Mm-hmm. Um, like our first puzzle is pretty easy, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and it gets a little bit harder from there. Um, for us to be able to come up with them uh, as trial and error, we know that the theme of our escape room and what falls into the theme. Um, we have a room with morgue doors on it because this is a room, you know, it's a house and there's dead bodies right. and, you know, stuff. So we made a morgue room. And so um, we put some morgue doors up on the wall. And then, uh, again, my wife came up with a puzzle that related to those morgue doors just with numbers and arrows and different things. And yeah. um, I've seen similar puzzles to it, but it's unique in its own way because I've never seen it on morgue doors before. Right. Um, right. And it definitely, um, when you're in here, it is a high intensity situation. Yeah. Um, so even the most basic puzzle is pretty hard to solve right. uh, because of the stress factor. Um, right. So our puzzles aren't necessarily super complicated. And I don't think all of them are like the most unique thing you've ever seen in, your, in, in the world. But, mm. but they are unique in general. They are our own iteration of these puzzles. Right. Um, and we have adjusted them enough to make sure that everyone's able to solve them and finish our game. Cause yeah. that's important for us as well as we want to make sure everyone finishes. Yeah. Um, we don't, we would prefer you finish the game than to quit or to yeah. fail. Right. Um, Cause I didn't build the whole place. So people only saw some of it. I right. want everyone right. to experience the entire, uh, the entire experience. I want everyone to see everything. I want them to, to enjoy the entire thing and be at the end at the back lobby and be like, right. That was super cool, you know. Right. Um, so that's that's been important for us. The puzzles, the puzzles are there. We've changed them a lot. Um, we're actually going to be going through another change of puzzles as soon as because right now we're doing Krampus. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll be ending uh, beginning of January. I think the seventh is the last day for that. Um, and then we're closing down for a couple of days, and I'll be switching out puzzles again. Right. Um, so we're constantly changing um, and coming up with new ideas pretty much all the time. Right. It's literally just random thoughts like, "Hey, what if I did this?" Yeah. And then I just do it because I can. Uh, so <laughs> right, I like that. Yeah, I could just change it. Like you right? could come today and come tomorrow, and I got to change the puzzle. Exactly. And be like, oh, it's new. Yeah, I want at least one of them. You know, right. I could just come in one morning, and be like, I had this really good idea last night, and I just go change it. Yeah. Um, and so it's been nice to have that kind of freedom as well. Right. Um, because we have customers who come back all the time. Yeah. Uh, I've had customers been here three, four, five times already. Wow. Um, they awesome. tried the regular version, the October version, the Krampus version. They came back again for the regular. Like they've right. been That's here amazing. a lot, and yeah. we have some very loyal customers, but. Um, pretty much every time they've been coming, there's something new that they haven't right. experienced before. So it's been, uh, 
it's been nice to be able to switch up those puzzles because they'll be like, that wasn't here last time. And right. I'd be like, you're right. I changed right. it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Just for you, I changed it. <laughs> right. um, no, but it's it's been cool. Yeah, we'll we'll throw puzzles in randomly um, or take puzzles out or switch them up or whatever. It's, it's, it's totally random. We've all come up with puzzles. David has. My wife, Christina, has. I have. It's, it just depends on the day and if we feel like changing something yeah. up i mean it's it's really really random right right and so then as a creator much more you know an escape room creator is there do you think an end goal of okay um or not an end goal but kind of like a, a milestone of okay you know this is i don't know not everything i wanted to do but this is where i want it to be it's here i think we're good let's leave it and not necessarily like you know set it and forget it but kind of like you know let's move on to the next project or you know that type of thing right um, well, we do have plans for more projects. Um, we have plans for other escape rooms. We have plans uh, with with David. Uh, we were talking about potentially putting a second escape room here at this location um, in a different unit that might be opening up soon. Uh, we have plans all over the place to do different things. Um, there are always going to be plans for more uh, escape rooms to be built by us. Mm-hmm. Um, but this, this escape room is not going to ever become stagnant. Okay. Um, we do not plan. I know I've played lots of escape rooms and I've gone back and replayed escape rooms, uh, like with my employees and stuff who hadn't played them. And there's a lot of times where you'll go back and be like, Oh, I remember this puzzle. I've right. done this. I've, I've seen this before. I've done right. it before. Zoe's been open since August. So five, six months. Yeah. I've changed my puzzles three or four times now. Um, right. and I plan on continuing that pattern and that, that, pace right um because people come back for the scares they do they really enjoy being scared all year long um but if i can give them something new to look forward to um every single time then that's what i'm going to continue to do uh probably uh, every three four months i'm going to go in and change puzzles i mean i have no reason not to and there's nothing stopping me Um, and there's nothing stopping any escape room to do that yeah um so for me it's I do have more projects I want to work on. Like I might start building very soon at, at building another escape room. Yeah. But during that build, I might come back over here real quick and just go change the puzzle real fast. Cause I'm like, Oh, this would be a better fit for this escape room right. instead of the one I'm building. So there's never going to be um, like a downtime right. for here. It is always going to be uh, a very proactive project for me. Right. This, this is going to be like the most, like the biggest uh, yeah. uh, project I'll ever have. And it's going to be never ending. Right. Right. And I appreciate that as a player, um, Especially, you know, when you um, gain new, I guess, escape room friends, right? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you're like, hey, let's do an escape room. They end up loving it. And you're like, okay, you know, what's, what are the best that I can take them to? And, you know, most of the times it's, you know, I take them to the room. It's like, okay, I've already done this. Like, oh, yeah, I remember that. Like, you know, yeah, it was a year ago, but I still remember how to do this. And so you kind of step back and just watch everybody do it. And you're like, oh, yeah, you know, good for right. you. Like, yeah, I still had fun, you know, because it was a great room. But um, much more that, you know, creators as yourself going in and being like, hey, okay, you know, what can I do? What can I change? Let's do it. And taking that initiative of like, okay, how can we ensure that if a person were to play again, right, that there's something different to where it can um, even just captivate the person that's done it multiple times, right? Like exactly. where they can say, like you mentioned, oh, you added that? Like, that's really cool, right? And so uh, you mentioned something earlier that uh, escape room creators that kind of will make it not difficult and maybe not to where it's impossible but to where it's like, oh, you didn't solve it. Like, okay, you're done right here, right? Not that they push you through either, right? Yeah. But they're just kind of like, you know, you're on your own. I'm going to help you as little as possible in order to kind of get that customer to come back. Like, oh, like, you know, I've heard stories of people going to an escape room and um, the creator or the game master just not helping them at all. 
and for them to come in and be like, oh, yeah, you didn't finish, you know, you ended up dying, whatever. Um, but you have three or four more rooms. And like, oh, crap, I guess I got to come back and do it. Right. Come to find out they only have like, two one more puzzle, two yeah. more puzzles, exactly. So what are your thoughts on just kind of like, I don't know, escape rooms that, I don't want to say purposely do that, but intentionally? Um, well, I understand the both sides of the argument. Right. And uh, for us, we chose the one side of letting people finish. Yeah. Um, but I understand that people are here to play a game and at the end of the day, most games, you either win or you lose. Yeah. Um, and it's all on your own. And right. there are games that you can play where they say, hey, you can ask for a hint whenever you want. You get three hints mm-hmm. or unlimited hints or whatever. But you have to ask for them. And I know that some people, like myself, I don't ask for clues. Uh, <laughs> it's a pride thing, right? Um, right. And so you'll, you'll sit there with your pride and be like, I'm not going to ask for a hint. Or I'm all, oh, I guess I'll ask for one, but I don't want any more. Um, and then what and tends to happen is if you ever have a game where you don't finish... I feel like you feel more defeated and mm-hmm. upset. And I don't think I would pay another ticket price right. to finish two more puzzles. Like I'm not going to go through everything I just went through right. to do two more puzzles right. for another ticket. Right. Um, for us, our guys are here and they do help you throughout the game, but it's a very immersive interactive type experience where I've had customers be like, Oh my God, I'm so scared. And my actor on the walkie talkies, you know, the game master is like, yeah, me too. I'm terrified. I don't, we got to get you guys out of here. And it's right. like, they're sitting in a well-lit office laughing <laughs> right. at the cameras. They, right. they are not scared at all, right. but they're there to have an experience with a customer and make sure that they feel accomplished at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah. If it takes those slight, not super obvious nudges in the right direction, that's sometimes what it takes. Right. And our clues are based on, like they start out very vague and mm-hmm. then they start to get a little more specific yeah. the longer you take. Yeah. Um, so like one of our clues, which is for this puzzle behind the camera, I would be like, oh, the chain's on the wall. Like for right now, it's Krampus. The chain's on the wall. They, they were there to, uh, you know, lock up Krampus. Clearly, it didn't work because they're not holding him anymore, you know. Right. Um, that doesn't tell you anything, but it tells you to look in that direction. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of steers the game from there. Yeah. Um, and they give that kind of clue where it's pretty vague, but it might kind of give you like a little bit of a story, but it's right. also a little bit of pointing you in the right direction. Right. Um, and so we want to make sure that everyone can complete the game. Um, and so some groups need a little bit of help. Some groups need no help. Some groups need a lot of help. Right. And, it, and it just depends. Um, and we understand all types of customers, but we want them all to feel accomplished and happy right. at the end of the game being like, I'm so glad I finished. I, yeah. That was crazy. That's the craziest thing I've ever done. I finished right. it. I beat, we won, we beat it. Right. I'm like, yeah, you won. You guys did it. Yeah. And they're like, they're like, oh, thank God. That was so crazy. Right. Um, instead of coming out and being like, going into the room, mm-hmm. you know, halfway through and being like, sorry, guys, you're out of time. Right. Got to come back next time. They'd be like, dude, like, how much was left? I'd be like, oh, you were one room away. They'd be like, you'd be so disappointed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I don't want people to be disappointed. I want people yeah. to have had the best time they could possibly have, um, get scared yeah. horribly, um, cry a little, it's okay. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, when they get to that back lobby, even my most terrified customers, once they get to the end, are like, that was cool. Yeah. That was cool. I need to tell my friends. I need to yeah. bring my, I'm going to bring my brother, my mom, I'm going to bring right. my friend, whatever. Like, and, and we get a lot of customers who come back last night. We had a customer come back. They played our October, which is our most extreme version, mm-hmm. um, just to come back and play Krampus. And, and they had so much fun right. and they brought a couple new people who had, right. one of them had never played an escape room before. And I was like, Dang, this is not the play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, this, <laughs> this may not have been a good first one. Uh, it's definitely shocking. Um, but, but at the end of the game, even that guy was like, wow, right. he's like, I don't know if I could find one to top this. And I'm like, right. I was like, there's a lot of really good escape rooms out there. So definitely yeah. keep, you know, keep playing them. I can give yeah. you some suggestions, but, yeah. um, 
I was like, but but yeah, it's like this is its its own ballpark. Yeah. Um, my favorite room isn't even a scary room. So mm-hmm. I was like, they're not all scary. I promise right. you. Right. Uh, it's just it just keep playing, keep yeah. going. Um, and then I've had some customers who they had a good time and don't get me wrong, they had a really fun time, but then they're like, I don't know, scary might not be for me. And I'd be like, that's totally fine. Most of them aren't scary. I was like, go, you know, play these ones. I'll hand them flyers or I'll tell them about, uh, you know, different things. And then like, all right, go, go, go play these ones. These ones will be probably more your speed. And then, but they're all really fantastic games. I was like, they just, they just don't want scary. And I'm like, that's okay. I was like, that's fine. I was like, for me, when I play, I prefer an actor to, to come get me, but, um, but yeah, but everybody has their preferences. So, um, but yeah, I, I get both sides of the argument of yeah. finishing, not finishing. Um, for us, we just chose to let everyone finish just because, um, in our opinion, we feel like feeling accomplished is more important yeah. um, than than being like, oh, you know, uh, come back and play again. I already have people come back to play again because they had such a good time. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to have to have them come back and play again because they, you know, feel like they failed. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 our reasoning behind it. Right. And so as an owner, then you mentioned something earlier of, you know, even asking for a hint or getting a nudge or getting a clue. Um, did you purposely then, uh, even what you, the example that you gave of, Hey, like, you know, the chance didn't hold Krampus, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to just being like, look over there. Right. Did you intentionally kind of, uh, I don't know, train or, you know, tell your game masters like, Hey, like, don't just blatantly be like, Oh, look over here look under there, do this, do that. And, um, as opposed to, you know, like, Hey, like, let's make sure that it's, immersed with the story even just giving a simple it is yeah no all my game masters are in character during the game um when you get greeted outside obviously we're going over the rules we're letting you use the bathroom you know we're talking we're just you know we're we're normal yeah um but as soon as you step into the escape room um there is no more uh just people we're all investigators or whatever right right? Right. so the my game masters are always talking about it in story um there's always everything in theme um very rarely will you hear them just say something. Right. Um, usually that's when someone's breaking a rule and breaking mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. or damaging yeah. something. Yeah. They'll be like, hey, knock that off. Right. Uh, exactly. but, but outside of that, every clue and hint and nudge that they get is all in character. Yeah. Um, and we, our, our game masters are very good at reading their groups um, and understanding what their group's needs are right. for the game. Um, some of them like to use uh, comedic relief with some of their groups um, because that group responds well to it. Yeah. Um, some of them, they're acting scared the whole time. Um, so it just depends. I mean, they, they're, my game masters are very good at what they do uh, yeah. when it comes to reading groups and, and giving them in-theme uh, clues and hints to, yeah. to make sure that it's all story-based. There's no like, hey, did you try one, two, three, four in that lock? Like, right. Yeah, that's kind of too too on the nose. Yeah, um, yeah. Whereas we keep very vague. Um, in Zoe's bedroom, they'll be like, "I think Zoe left a journal in there for you to to find, and make sure you you know read through that." Um, I you know my notes here from the last group said that there was a journal. There's right. no notes from the last group. There is there is nothing. Right. They're just right. there to help you while in theme uh, and in right. character. So it's always that way. Yeah. So then, as a player, and you know, even more so as a creator, how important then is it to make sure that you know everything is kind of staying within that immersion right especially in a in a in a setting where so many people are involved and it's very crucial in order to keep that just you know immersiveness for the players yeah Um, yeah uh it's it's a lot of work it's a lot it's a lot we have a a lot of moving parts um and like yesterday we did even though we were a hundred minute game i started groups every hour 
So I have lots of moving parts. I have two right. games going at the same time in this building. Um, and they never run into each other. They don't see each other. They don't hear each other. Um, there might be one spot where they might hear a scream across the way, but, but other than that, they don't interact at all. And so I have multiple actors, multiple game masters running games at the same time. Right. I'm running back and forth to make sure everything's running smoothly. Um, on our end, it is chaos. Uh, but <laughs> on the customer side, you'd have no idea. Right. Um, our guys are very in character all the time, yeah. very immersive. Uh, right now we're doing Krampus, and our Krampus character doesn't speak because uh, he's a beast. Yeah. Um, reality is he has a full mask and it would muffle his voice anyway. Yeah. Um, but our Uncle Robert and Zoe characters are able to speak because they're they're not obstructed. Right. Um, so they're able to talk and interact and they're always in character, um, barring an emergency. Um, my Uncle Roberts that I have, they will talk to you the whole game. They will mess with you, antagonize you, whatever it is that they need to do, but they are always in character and they're improving 95% of right. it. Um, they have some set lines that they say. Yeah. Um, I don't give lines. I give guidelines. Like, hey, like okay. we're just staying in this. This is like where we need you to be. What you say is up to you. Right. But a lot of them, they've done hundreds of games, so they yeah. tend to say the same things in certain areas. Yeah. Um, but there's plenty of improv, too, because you never know what a customer's going to say exactly. to you right. uh, in a live performance, because that's what it is. It's a live performance. It's, right. it's, a, it's a theatrical performance, and yeah. anything can happen when you have customers who don't have lines and are right. going to say, whatever they say. Um, <laughs> right. And so we're, they're very good at it. They're very good at, at being that immersive experience all the way to the end, yeah. uh, even to the point where uh, guests will exit the game at the back um, and go into the lobby. And sometimes the game master's on their way, but they're not there yet or whatever. Right. Um, so the actor will greet them as soon as the game's over and yeah. the actor will walk into the room and then the guests will scream. And then, and then they take right. the mask off and be like, good job, everybody. Right. Um, right. They're that good at it that the guests are still scared i've had times as the game master i've gone to the back i'm talking to the group whatever um the door swings open actors just standing there in the costume they start screaming again i'm like dude the game's over it's (laughs) and then he takes off his mask he's like hey everybody um they're that good at it and and, uh we appreciate the whole staff that we have because they're all very good at what they do right um we've hired some very very good people um and we're we're very happy to have them right so as a puzzle creator then how do you ensure that um, not just the actors, but also the, the puzzles or tasks, you know, um, flow with that immersion throughout the story. Um, testing, practice. Um, when we were beta testing before we opened, we had a couple puzzles that were a lot more extensive than they are now. We had to simplify them um, based on the fact of the speed that it would slow, you know, how much it would slow down the groups. Right. Um, because some of the puzzles, like I said, are not necessarily the hardest puzzles you ever find, but when you have to go somewhere you don't want to go because you know the actor's there, that makes it a lot more difficult and people right. really have to muster up the courage to go do some of these tasks. Right. Um, so we've definitely trial and error, uh, yeah. a lot of practice. Um, my wife and I have never owned an escape room before. All we did was just run Zoe the way it's always been run. Yeah. So we really had to go through this and test it a lot um, and practice, bring our friends, bring our families yeah. to come play the game. Um mess with them a whole bunch but but really it's watching the the timing and the flow of the game um we had to really adjust a few puzzles to make sure that um guests uh you know are are able to finish because we we want them to finish already but i don't want to give them a puzzle that's going to take half their time because they're scared so we simplified a lot of puzzles we made them a lot easier i have a couple puzzles in the game that i can remove halfway through the game if i feel like we need to Mm -hmm. um, that are not necessarily the most crucial puzzles they're just there to add more puzzles to the game Um, but with some of our groups that are less experienced than other groups uh, sometimes to try to ensure that they finish within that hundred minutes 
we might go through and take one or two out just to yeah. just to help them out. Right. Um, and they're they're very basic, simple puzzles that aren't uh, you know storyline puzzles. There's nothing super mm-hmm. crazy. It's mm-hmm. it's you know they, there's something hiding in a box. And instead of hiding in the box, we have it just available to them. Right. It's not a very crucial change. It's a very simple puzzle, um, but it does save us you know five to ten minutes if if that's what we need to save right. uh, just to ensure that they finish. Right. Um, and it's you don't want to ever you would never feel like you're missing out on something. You'd be like. Well, I never messed you. You know, I got this key and it didn't do anything. Like it's never like that. It's always we take out every aspect of it. You wouldn't even know the puzzle existed, right? If you right. didn't know it was there. Like if you didn't know, you wouldn't know, right? Exactly. Um, and so um, we've had to do that to make sure that the flow stays on course. Yeah. And um, we know based on what room you're in how long it should take and mm-hmm. at what time marker you should be out of that room. Right. Um, if you're ahead of that time marker, we tend to help you a little less. If you're behind on that time marker, we will tend to help you out just a little bit more. Right. Um, but still in that vague. Right. Uh, storyline way right so then um as a, the escape room industry is kind of not evolving but adapting to you know the new technology ai this and that um i've noticed that a lot of creators are kind of leaning not that there's a huge difference between escape room and immersive theater mm-hmm. but just towards more of okay as opposed to you know a bunch of puzzles um more maybe more like task based yeah. Right. And so, do you, would you classify then Zoe Reborn more because obviously you're, you know, um, interacting with with actors, mm-hmm. right? You're going along this amazing set and going with the story. And so, where where would you kind of put Zoe Reborn again? Not saying you know to the listeners that there's a huge difference, but you know, just on the aspect of okay, should I expect like a you know a room with you know, 20, 30, 40, whatever, you know, puzzles or, okay, like, no, I have to, I have to go along with this. Um, I think it's a good mixture of both. Honestly, we think it's, we, we've gone back and forth about that too. Um, we think it's a good mixture of both because there is the immersive theater aspect of there are actors, they are going to come after right. you. You do have to hide from them. They're going to drag you out from under this table. I mean, they're going to do right. things, right? right. Um, but there are still puzzles in every single room that you yeah. have to solve. There's never a time you're going to get to a room and not do something. Mm-hmm. Um, the only room that is is the finale because our actor's on the stage doing his final speech and right. then you're out. But that's the only room without a puzzle. Right. Every room has one to two to four puzzles in it, just yeah. depending on which room you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so there's always something to be doing. Um, so I think it's a good mixture of both. I think we've nailed that down. Uh, we have some plans in the future for some different things that might be a little bit different on that scale, but the current Zoe Reborn game and Krampus um, are, are exactly that. I mean, they're a good mixture because they have both the, the theater aspect yeah. and the puzzles aspect. Yeah. Um, there's not, yeah, like I said, there's not a room where you're not solving something. Right. Um, even if it's rather simple with the lights on, as soon as I turn the lights off and add someone in there, you're not going to solve it very quickly. Right. Um, one of the ones that they have to do uh, involves them, once they're in the, the next room over back here, uh, they have to come back out into this room mm-hmm. where my actor is waiting. For mm-hmm. them. And they know the actor is waiting for them. Mm-hmm. And that takes a lot of courage. Right. But it is also still part of a puzzle. Right. So it's really a mixture of both, just that one aspect. They right. they have to come out here for a puzzle piece that they need, but there's also an actor. And yeah. so they're like, they have to stay hidden. They get a candle. They have to make sure they turn it off. They have yeah. to stay quiet. They yeah. have to sneak around. My actress pretty much always can see them, but yeah. um, we only react, you know, appropriately. Right. Like if the candle's on or whatever. Like, yes, we can always see and hear you. Everyone is very loud uh, right. in the dark. Yeah. Um, people yeah. who think they're sneaking around are breathing so loudly that <laughs> anybody could hear them. Um, right. But my actors, again, being in the immersive sense, they they leave them alone until they break a rule. If they turn that candle on and they see it, 
they're going to go straight for you because yeah. they're attracted to it, you know. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of stuff. So I think I think we've nailed it right in the middle um, of getting storyline and, and theater aspect of like, hey, there's a whole story to this. There's a whole thing going on. And hey, you still have to solve like a lot of puzzles while you're in here. Right. Um, I think we're we're somewhere around like 16 or 17 puzzles in here. Um, which for t- is pretty good, especially when you're busy getting dragged away and yeah. messed with yeah. for a hundred minutes straight. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, and so, can you kind of walk us through your creative process as far as the story, right? Because even then, going from Zoe <coughs> to Zoe Reborn, which you know is a much grander scale, right? Mm-hmm. In reality, and not just the, the the space of it was, or how many rooms there are, how many puzzles, but even just you know, that story of, okay, you know, this is what we want. This is how we want our players to interact with the story. Yeah. Um, the original story, uh, I can tell you the stories if you guys, if you would like it. Um, the original story at the original Zoe location um, was that you heard that uh, Uncle Robert, the char- the main character in the game, uh, his niece, Zoe, had passed away, and he was trying to bring her back using science, and it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And so he turned to dark magic, which obviously is the logical next step. Of course. Um, <laughs> so, so he turned to dark magic. He tried to bring her back. He was only able to put her soul into a doll. But then he trapped the doll in his house, and he wouldn't let it go. And so they thought that was really cruel, so they sent some people to go, like, rescue Zoe. Because, like, why would he do that? What an right. evil dude. Right. Um, and so you go in the house, and you... You get through the entire thing, and at the very end, you find Zoe trapped in that cage, and you eventually free her from the cage. But as soon as you did, um, a voiceover would come on and say, fools, you've released me from my prison. And you realize he didn't bring his, his niece back. It was, it was a demon right. uh, that he had trapped and was, like, trying to protect everyone right. from. So he's not really, like, that bad of a guy. Right. Um, yeah, he was trying to kill you, but, like, it was to save other people. Right, so, like, yeah. he's not that bad. Of course. Um, but then you realize you released a demon. And right. that's, how the, that's how the game ended. You ran out of the house at that point. Right. Um, and so... That was it. It was like, you won, but like, did you win? Right. Uh, you kind of doomed everyone. Um, so that's how that game ended. This game starts uh, in the in the traditional regular game, the year-round game, not the Krampus. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the year-round game, uh, you find out it's been 20 years since then. Uh, Uncle Robert was tortured by Zoe for a really long time, 15, 16, 17 years of torture, because yeah. he kind of put a demon in a cage. They tend to get right. angry about that. Right. So. Um, eventually he passes away though. He's old. He's old dude. And the last yeah. one, he ends up dying. Yeah. Um, and he's been gone for a little while, but the house still has Zoe in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so our company who sent in the first team all those years ago got called in again to deal with Zoe since we're really good at dealing with Zoe, obviously. We have so much experience with right. it. Um, and so we tell groups that we had sent in a team right before them to go take care of it. Yeah. And they found a Ouija board out in the open and they thought it'd be a good idea to contact Zoe and try to get her back in that cage. And uh, obviously it was a trap. And right. as soon as they touch the Ouija board, it brings Uncle Robert back from the dead. And he's more angry than he's ever been because he was finally at peace and away from being tortured. Right. And now he's back in the house with Zoe getting tortured. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so obviously now he's back in the game. He's angry. Right. Um, he's more aggressive than he was before. You know, all, right. all those features. Um, Zoe's still a character in the game as well. So she's always coming after you uh, too. Um, and in this game, you, you'd have to play it to figure out what happens, uh, at the end of the game. But, but that's how the game starts is you find out uncle Robert's back. He's not human anymore, right? right. He's whatever he is. Right. Um, cause in the original game, he was just, he was just a guy. He was yeah. a human. Now he's not. Um, and so he's come back. He's, he's stronger than before because you know, when you're not human you're yeah. big and strong i guess uh zoe's still around i mean you got a lot of things going on at the end of our game has a nice little twist at the end mm-hmm. um so you'd have to figure that out as mm-hmm. you go but 
but yeah, but there's a whole story to it. It was nice having a good basis to start off with yeah. um, for us to create a chapter two. Yeah. Um, we didn't have to come up with chapter one, thankfully. Right. Um, but chapter one gave us so much to go off of yeah. um, that it was pretty easy to transfer into a chapter two right. um, and do, and do um, you know, just extend it and just keep it yeah. going. Um, my wife's pretty creative on that. We have a friend who's literally in school for creative journalism. Awesome. Um, so they were able to help us out with a couple ideas as well. Um, and coming up with, uh, what's going on next? Like, what should we right. do next? How right. should we end it? How right. should we do these things? And, um, and then the Krampus one, which we're doing now is you get a one night truce with Zoe because Krampus is a bigger problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so you enemy of my enemy is my right. friend thing, right. uh, with Zoe. So you get to work with Zoe to take down Krampus for a day. Yeah. Um, but don't get comfortable because she'll try to kill you tomorrow. Uh, right. but, but that's how this game works. Uh, so that way we can still have Zoe as an aspect right. in the game. Um, but then we have our new character, Krampus, uh, yeah. who gets to come and terrorize people in a Christmas way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, it's awesome that you guys, you know, have that, like you said, that kind of that foundation to work with. But even then, it's not like okay, yeah, this is you know Zoe just to play off Zoe one, right? right? It's like no, this is a whole other story, like a chapter two to what you experienced exactly, before, yeah. right? And um, just yeah, how everything just, um, just flows with it. That's it's amazing to. To, to witness it's it's been a lot of work but my wife's worked very hard on all of her creative aspects that she can come up with yeah um i throw in my input when i can but but she's she's got it locked in i mean she's got plans for at least two three years of things of changing and, and, and adapting to right um she's way ahead of schedule she's already working on uh, what she wants to do in the next room and the room after that um she's got so many ideas right. um and now that we've built this we can go in and build any room whether it's under the zoe umbrella or just something else entirely and yeah. we can say hey we're from the creators of zoe reborn so if you like that game come, come play this, this one yeah we came up with that one we're coming up with this one this one's going to be just as epic right um and, and in some of our plans some of our plans we don't think we're going to go full full contact like we do at zoe <laughs> um we do have some that we want to tailor closer to like teenage level maybe spooky okay. like spooky yeah um so that way we can get the demographic of kids to come i do get kids who play here but it's very few. Right, right. <laughs> we did have a 13-year-old's birthday party, and that oh, was wow. actually surprising. Um, but but for the most part, yeah, we would like to have like a teen spooky room, yeah. but have a lot of cool of effects in it. Um, you were talking about all the AI and technology mm-hmm. coming in. We do, right now, I don't have a single software that runs this. Um, oh. It is all lock and key and, right. and, and things like that. I don't have any mag locks, right. nothing like that. It's very Gen 1 is yep. what they call that. Um, I have... Wi-Fi controlled power outlets that control the lights. I have aux yeah. cords that control the sounds um, that are just really long, um, yeah. things like that. But I do have a friend uh, who owns a different escape room uh, who is going to be building us a software program because uh, awesome. I do not know computers, right. so I right. cannot build one. Yeah. Um, but we have a friend; he owns an escape room, um, and so he's him and his business partner have worked. Uh, and we've had a call, and they're going to be building us a program, awesome. um, so that way we can simplify our chaos right. a little bit because right. um, on the customer side you have no idea you have right. no idea that there's no program you would think this is all it runs so smoothly yeah and it's like yeah on your side <laughs> right <laughs> we're running back and forth uh we're, we're doing different things behind the scenes uh, to make it work but but that software stuff is is it is the future of escape rooms yeah. um and so i'm very happy to to be getting one soon to help out with some of the complicated things that we have to do right. i have four different sound systems we run at the same time uh, at oh. any given point in the game yeah um i have 
two MP3 players. I have a phone that's on a switcher so I can play in different rooms. Mm -hmm. And then I have a whole computer that plays all the speakers. Mm -hmm. So I have many, many sound systems that yeah. are soon going to be one sound system. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, um, no, but it's been, it's been pretty cool. Now, yeah, that software, that software is huge. Um, any company that has software or can get software, like, they're going to do well. Um, right. So that way they can just push start and like not have to worry about yeah. it. Um, so that's going to be pretty cool. I mean, we're going to still have more buttons to push. But but on the new ones we plan on building, I'm also going to be working with him on software for those. Yeah. And those are literally going to be like a push play and just let it go, yeah. um, which is going to be pretty cool. It's going to yeah. be pretty pretty cool to have that as an option. Right, right. So then as an, as an owner and creator, then um, you can answer this how you want of, <clears throat> uh, you know, obviously this is a, like you said, full contact and... Um, in, in uh, terms of, you know, more degrading, like, you know, crap your pants, <laughs> scary, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could, um, yeah. Are you, are you, you know, planning on making any, again, maybe not soon, but later in the future, full contact, you know, scary crap your pants rooms? Um, or would you, are you going to kind of branch out into we're everything? We have, we have a lot of different people interested in working with us um, yeah. because of the work that we've done here. Um, David is a great business partner and we plan on building rooms with him in the future uh, and continuing to build rooms. Uh, he, we have a few plans. I don't, don't want to get into what yeah, they are, but yeah, we do yeah. have a few plans with him uh, to continue building. One of them being another space potentially here at this building. Right. Um, that would be with David and we worked really hard on that one. Um, but we do have a couple other people interested in working with us. Um, and one of them who wants to work with us is out in Vegas and uh, he would like a full contact escape room out there. Um, and he'd like to put a bar at the end of it. Um, oh, well, he's awesome. got he's got some companies out there where he can get he can handle the bar side of it. Right. And we can handle the escape room side of it. Right. And we'd all make a bunch of money um, and uh, give people a really, really good time. Because I told some people about it here and they're like, dude, if you had a bar at the end, like this would be the best. Like <laughs> they're like, if yeah. they give me a shot before, like we'll go. You right. Know? right. Um, a few times people are like, isn't there a liquor store here? Like we can go get a shot real quick and then we'll play the room. I think I'll, I'll feel safer if I had a shot and I'll be like sure dude go ahead yeah. um i definitely have had groups go and go get a shot at the liquor store and then come back um so we do have plans for other things uh, we do have plans for full contact i don't know if we're going to keep them in california okay. um just because it's been done by us and i yeah. don't want to just have someone go oh well this is just another just right. another one right? right um i do want to be as unique as possible um and so if i this one putting it in vegas would be um that would be, you know, far enough away that it yeah. would be a, a unique. Um, we did have somebody interested uh, in building some a, a Zoe room actually uh, in Arizona at one point. Oh, wow. um, don't, we, we don't know where we're at with that guy, but um, the last I spoke to him, he was interested. Um, I just haven't spoken to him in a while. Mm -hmm. um, but we've had people interested in, in what we do here. Uh, yeah. Many people. I've had people play our game and at the end are like, would you like to build a room with me? Because I think this is super That's cool. Awesome, and I'd be though. like, give me your info. We'll talk about right. it. You know, we'll right. sit down. I have no problem talking to people because, um, this, this business is, there is competition, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, we're all there to work with each other if yeah. possible. Yeah. Um, because once someone's played your room, they're going to go play a different room. If they can come back and play your room a second time or a yeah. third time, like that's super cool. Yeah. But I can tell you, I've played 200. I, I have gone back and played rooms before. Right. But I'm always looking for another room. Right. So exactly. we should all always be working together to promote each other exactly. um, yeah. and, and keep promoting good rooms. I mean, if you're like, hey, I really enjoy this room, that's the room I'm going to send my customers to. Right. It's not just because, you know, someone told me to. I'm right. going to send people ask me, what's my favorite room? I'm going to tell you what my favorite room is. Right. It doesn't matter anything else. Right. Um, 
And then I have, of course, 57 other rooms that I enjoyed. But yeah. if you want my top one, I'll give you right. my top one. If right. you want that one, I'll give it to you. Right. It's not scary. Uh, but, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but it's, it's, it's good that they can work together. And even if we built a room or someone came to us, wanted to build a room, but then they went off and built their own room, like, that's cool. I'm, I'm yeah. all for it because this is a super cool industry. It's very unique. Um, not very many people are doing it. There are a lot of escape rooms in Southern California, but it's, you know, for the for the homegrown small business type, right. it's it's very unique, and there's not yeah. very many that that do a good job. So, yeah. uh, or not, I don't mean that way. A lot of everyone does a good job. I mean, like there's like, like there's not a lot out there for, um, you know, for us not to be working together. Right. Um, I've played so many rooms. I, I love them all, um, and and I would continue to encourage anybody to build their own room if yeah. they want one for sure. Um, Come up with some ideas, build, think of something unique and pick a subject that you like and that you know a lot of and yeah. just run with it. Um, yeah. I know that Steamboat Willie Mickey Mouse is becoming public domain in January. So if someone wants there to build a go. Steamboat Willie room, right. you could do it because um, right. it's 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 out there. Right. Um, just same thing like Winnie the Pooh. I saw there's a Winnie the Pooh room that just yeah. opened, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty cool. I haven't played it yet, but um, I saw that that opened and that's super cool too. So yeah. find something unique and, and, and build your own. Um, yeah. And I'm going to continue building everything that I can, right? Because um, it's it's not about even the business aspect of it. It's, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's I found something that can support my family that I enjoy yeah. and I have fun doing, yeah. and it makes me happy that customers have such a good time. Yeah. Um, seeing customers buy a T-shirt or coming back over and over again, like whatever. I've had customers come back with the T-shirts on, like they wear them the next time <laughs> yeah. they play. Yeah. Um, we had a escape room event in October. Uh, October 1st, um, called the NERD, National Escape Room Day event. Uh, it was at some brewery out in Anaheim. And uh, this this group of boys showed up. It was like five or six of them. And they all were wearing the Zoe shirt uh, wow. at the event. And they were just there to just be at the event. Yeah. And so they they saw us there. And um, they were all like wearing sweatshirts or whatever. And they saw us. And they're like, oh, because like, I recognize them. Yeah. They're like, oh. And they like all took off their sweatshirts. <laughs> and so the whole time walking around, they're wearing right. my shirts. And I'm like, well, that's super cool, dude. Yeah. It, it means they really enjoyed our room. Yeah. Um, and, and that's, that's all that matters. Yeah. Um, all I care about is that the customer has like the best time ever. Yeah. Um, they, they, you know, my employees come first, my customers are a close second, you know, I want to make sure they're safe and happy. Yeah. Uh, we take care of them as much as we can. And then my customers are the close second, you know, they get, they want a special request. They want this, they want that. I'll do it. If, if it's possible for me to do, I'll do it. As long as yeah. they have the best time in the world, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Yeah. And even then that's such an accomplishment of, you know, not just people, recommending your room mm-hmm. but the fact that people are repping your your your, your company right, yeah in a shirt and then even more so of like hey you want to collab right right that's just i don't know it's, it's such an awesome accomplishment um that you've obviously achieved yeah we've worked we've worked very hard for i know we haven't been open a long time but we've worked very very hard to to build the room um that we wanted so that way people could be like wow like that's the room i want to go play i want to bring my friends like you were saying like when i get a new person to come do an escape room i want them to be like i'm taking them to zoe like that's if you want to do a room like i'll show you a room you know what i mean right exactly i remember having that same uh like mentality bringing some of my friends to some different rooms that we played i'll be like you want to play a room yeah i'll take you to a room right we'll go play a cool one exactly even if i've played it i don't care we'll go play it again i'll spend the money i don't care right um especially when it's a scary room because then you're terrorizing (laughs) your friends um but but yeah no it's and and I think that we've achieved that uh, with what we have here, and I and, and I'm so happy that people have enjoyed it um, so much. Um, 
and we started selling footage uh, from their games. So they get all like the camera footage yeah. um, sent to them. And I'm starting to see them pop up on my TikTok and right. stuff. And someone took the footage we sent them that we already edit and, and give them all the clips. And then they edit it even more, uh, made it funny. <laughs> yeah. um, their friends are getting terrorized. It was great. Um, but we just, I just saw that like randomly just pop up on my TikTok, right. like uh, just my personal one, like yeah. completely unrelated. Awesome. Yeah. And so it was very, very cool to, to come across that and that see that people had such a good time and right. enjoyed it so much. They went out of their way to spend time editing their own video, yeah. making it funny. I mean, I know they spent a lot of time on it cause you could tell right. there's a lot of edits in it. Right. Um, just to post it online so that people could see it. And they basically were advertising for yeah, us, no, which is, which is, but it's still super huge in the fact that they enjoyed the game so much right. um, that they got the footage and that they posted it. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously they, they loved it and right. all their comments and people are like, what the heck is that dude? Right. Like, that's crazy. Right. Um, and so it's, it's, it's huge for us. It's, it's wonderful that, um, you know, people have so much fun doing, doing this, even though it is super scary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very scary. <laughs> yeah. And so then as a creator, uh, one of the things that the topics I want to talk about is, um, you know, and you, you already mentioned that you kind of, you already saw the footage of, you know, what's going on of just escape rooms that kind of very limit you very much so in, you know, even taking like an after photo, right? Of like, oh yeah, you guys did it. And most of the times it's not even in the room. A lot of times it's just in the lobby. Yeah. Right. And so kind of what, as a creator then, what is your thought process of like, okay, hey, you know, like let's, you know, people obviously enjoy it. Let's give them something to remember it. Yeah. Um, well, we, we do take a picture in the lobby too. Right. Because uh, especially like when we're like, when we're doing those every hour games, like mm-hmm. I can't put you back in the, in right. the game because there's someone else still playing. Right. Uh, most of the time we'll be standing in the lobby and we'll hear some music go off or a scare go off. And I'll be like, oh, that's the moment that this happens. And they go, oh, I know what they're going through right now. <laughs> right. Um, and so it's kind of funny. We'll end up sitting there laughing in the lobby, listening to this other group, getting scared because they know exactly where they're at. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, and this one lady just just yesterday, the day before, she's screaming, screaming. And we're all sitting there laughing because we know exactly what I told them exactly which scare it was based off the sound that was yeah. going off. I'm like, oh, this is happening. And this lady just screaming, screaming. And it was great. Um, but they were they were laughing and enjoying it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we have access to the footage and, and stuff like that. So we thought, why not let people enjoy that as a souvenir or something like that? If they like, if they liked it so much and they want to laugh at their friends being scared and and doing crazy stuff, um, then why not give that to them? Um, doesn't it's, you know, it just takes some time to put the video together. That's about it. You know? Um, so we go through and we pull all their scares and put it into, we compile them into one video. Uh, we leave out all the puzzles and stuff so that people do post them. Like my puzzles aren't just sitting online on a video. Um, but all the scares are there. Um, so you'll see them, uh, getting dragged out from under the table and the actors all up in their face and stuff and scaring them. And there's half the time you'll see them in the camera, especially that camera. They'll have them dragged out right here on the floor and, the dude's usually smiling because, uh, you know, we messed with them and they're laughing. And right. they're like, well, one of our very things that we're infamous for is we take shoes sometimes. And yeah. so um, after the first scare is over, this dude's laughing because his shoe's gone. And we'll be like, guys, guys, are you okay? Are you okay? And they'll respond on the walk and be like, yeah, my shoe's gone. And you're like, oh, sorry. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> right. That happens sometimes. Right. <laughs> um, right. So there's always just something for uh, for everyone to laugh at. Yeah. We tend to try to get everyone at some point yeah. um, to, to mess with each person. So that way, too, is you go to the end of the video and you go, you want to buy the video. Well, there's something for everyone in right. the video. Right. Um, 
we tend to do that anyway just so that we don't hyper-focus the same guy like yeah. the whole game, which right. that happens too sometimes on accident because right. he just happens to be the wrong in the wrong position all the time. Yeah. Um, but we try to mess with everyone and make different people do different tasks right. so that way everyone's involved yeah. and that if you do buy the footage, there's always a moment for you in yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, it's not just, oh, well, everyone else did something. I just sat in the back. Yeah. Even if you're the most terrified person, I know you are. I've been watching you. I will make you do something. Right. I'll be like, no, you need to go do that. And they'll right. be like... No. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> I'll see you later. Yeah. And they're like, oh, man, you know, <laughs> right. um, no one's safe. No one's right. safe. They're all, you're all potentially targets for anything. Yeah. Um, except for yesterday, I had a pregnant lady. She she was not a target for anything. Uh, right. She was like six months pregnant. Oh, damn. Um, wow. Yeah, no, she, she, yeah, she was young and she, yeah, she was like six months pregnant. So we put reflective tape on her because um, the cameras that lights yeah. up like a Christmas tree. Yeah. And so I put uh, two bands of electric tape around, or a, a reflective tape on her arms and so on the cameras we could see it super well and yeah. anytime our monsters would like kind of go after them we'd be like nope not that one go left you yeah. know and then they'd go mess with the other one just to yeah. leave her alone yeah um but other than a pregnant woman uh yeah you're ever no one's safe we're right. going after everybody everyone's a target right uh, you can't hide in the back we will find you <laughs> that's awesome yeah um well yeah thank you thank you for sharing that as we conclude this this episode um can you tell us your Top five favorite escape rooms in no particular order. Oh, geez. That's tough. That's tough because there's so many categories and, and, and genres. Mm-hmm. Um, my favorite room um, would be, it's called Magic Cottage. It's uh, Infinity Escapes. It's a couple minutes from our location. Uh, super cool tech in that room. Very unique hint system. Uh, I met the guy who built it, um, and the walls are covered in... Um, like a fairy wood is yeah. like what they're covered, you know? Yeah. Uh, but he carved them all himself yeah. uh, is what he told us. And, and I think that's just so cool. Um, and that, honestly, I played that room well before becoming an owner and way before playing, you know, owning Zoe or anything like that. And um, that, honestly, it was an inspiration in the fact of like, I wanted to build my own because I was like, that's so cool. Like the stuff yeah. he did in that room is is crazy. Yeah. Um, uh, his tech there is is immaculate. And so um, that room was super cool. I very much enjoyed it. Um some other favorites. Uh, I enjoyed Minotaur out in LA. Mm. Um, I've enjoyed Murderco up in Upland. Um, there, there's a rave room. It's called I think it's called the Rave Room. Yeah. Uh, at Rare Moon over in Rancho. Uh, that's the first room that actually got me on a jump scare uh, ever, and I actually oh, wow. scared the actor too. Um, it was great. <laughs> he was hiding behind a door that I was going to close because I was like, "Oh, he's going to get me. So let me close this door." Yeah. So he doesn't get me, and I close the door. He's standing behind it. Scared me. Apparently, I scared him. It was great. Um, yeah. So that was a good room. Uh, I enjoyed David's room, the hide. Uh, I always enjoy scary rooms for sure. Yeah. Um, Quest Tavern in Pomona mm-hmm. has a room called uh, Bridge Between. Yep. Um, they have a room called Last Supper, which is really good. They have a live actor, but for me, Bridge Between was their was was my favorite room of theirs because uh, it's challenging. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy challenging rooms. Yeah. If it's yeah. not hard, it's I'm, it's tough right. for me because I'm like I blow the room so fast now. <laughs> yeah. Um, even Minotaur, which is a hundred and ten minute yeah. escape room, I beat our team beat it in sixty five minutes. Wow. So we're, we're very fast. Right. <laughs> so I was just like, <laughs> you know, I, I like challenging rooms. Yeah. Um, but all those rooms are really good. Uh, and then the last one I throw in there uh, in Vegas, they have it chapter one and chapter two. Um. I very much enjoyed the uh, visual effects of that room. Mm-hmm. Um, the puzzles uh, were designed to be very mainstream uh, puzzles, but I believe that the the set design is just immaculate. I mean, they have animatronics in there that are life size. They're huge. They're scary. They have live actors. They have yeah. they have so many things in that room. Uh, and we drew a couple things of inspiration from them as well. 
um, to include like our finale room that I walked you through. We have mulch on the floor, like the rubber, the rubber mulch. <laughs> they use that instead of dirt in one of their areas. And so I thought that was pretty cool. So we packed it in. There's a little sparse. Ours is like pack packed in, right. but, but it, that idea just in general came from there. Um, because we just, we played the room. We thought that was super yeah. cool. Um, their employees have come and played our room. Uh, they very much enjoyed it. Um, so, so we're very happy, uh, that they have as well, but, but yeah, those are probably my top, I don't even know how many I listed. Those are like the top rooms that I've played. Um, they're, they're a lot of fun. They're a lot of fun. Um, and there's, there's a million more. I mean, I could list a hundred rooms right now that I would go play again. Um, but those probably are the ones that stand out to me. Oh, stash house out in LA. That one's a cool one too. Um, I don't know. There's a lot, there's so many, there's so many rooms I could name all day long. Uh, arena. We talked about arena earlier. That one was super cool. Uh, with a shot collar on your neck. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Um, if it hurt, it wouldn't be fun, but it doesn't hurt. So that's fine. Uh, but, but yeah, no, super cool. Uh, there's so many escape rooms and, and to anybody who would watch this and wants to do escape rooms, like just do them, yeah. just pick one. Um, you might find some that are better than others, but at the end of the day, like they're all fun and they're all going to be unique. Um, I've seen every subject you can think of. Um, and I still am seeing new subjects I've never yeah. even thought of. So right. Um, definitely, definitely encourage anybody to to play escape rooms. They're they're a lot of fun. They're good. They're a good expensive hobby. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> Very expensive hobby. Yeah. I spent a lot of money on escape rooms. Yeah. Because uh, it's my wife and I, so I got to pay for two tickets. Uh, they've been very expensive. Um, but but they're a lot of fun, and I and I definitely think they're worth every penny, uh, every single one. Um, yeah. So so yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Jordan, yeah. uh, for being a guest on our podcast. I appreciate for it. our listeners out there, if you haven't already. Play Zoe Reborn at Escapade.